Welcome to the Chorus Podcast, your aggressively subjective barometer for culture and media. Where each week, your hosts, Stefan Voss and Bruce Stennel, will disregard the trends and headlines to focus on what's really important, what you should be watching, reading, and listening to. And now, on with the pod. in the room. Hello, hello. Do you like the new sting? Do you like the new introduction? We'll see. We're, we keep on trying new things on this podcast. You know, we, we fly by the seat of our pants here. We have pants on. Definitely pants. Yeah, many Good. pandemic people decided to do sally without forth pants. without pants. But we're but not those people. We're not those people. And we don't have to explain what the, the pod's about now because no, Stefan said it beautifully podcast. in a semi-inebriated voice well, that only on. slightly showed how dead he is inside. I told um, you, uh, I've yes. been listening to the word, a word in your ear, it's now yes. called the word podcast. Mm-hmm. And one of them, I think it's Mark Ellen, or it could be David Hepworth, one of the... One of those guys. Uh, the the um, journalists, as he's aged, has become more... With that delightful British slurring, oh, you know, yeah. he's like, well, you know, you come in here. <laughs> that is it fantastic. Just, it just sort of drags those. It's 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 beautiful. Yes, rearrange really the microphone. Nice I'm going to rearrange the microphone so we can hear your puny tones. Indeed, excellent. You've caught us sipping on a beverage of choice. Oh yes, it's our first choice of beverage mm. in the morning. You know, well. That's we, we. This coffee we, is we, the bomb. We would Bruce. still like. I see what you did there. We would still like some whiskey, Indeed. by choice. But um, yes, we are drinking our Cito nineteen seventy four, bomba coffee. 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 It, it is stronger. Bomba. Fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. Please do go and find find it on the lines and also order it on the lines. It's Cito. 19 so c-i-t-o-1974 c-i-t-o-1974 dot com let's just qualify that the nice thing about a a small brewer like this i mean what are you getting he's a brewer yeah he's a brewer nice what you're getting is a and i had the phrase so nicely you think about that i'm just going to point out because i know that he's he's worked with a a roaster yes so you get a boutique roaster yeah you get a something uh, a roast uh, uh, exclusive. Yes. So so he a blend. He would have sat with the brewer yes. and they would have tried blends, and then the, the roaster would have said, "Okay, this is the set, blend that you set like." The roast to exactly exactly. XYZ. And and now this is going to be yours. I'm not going to do it batch. for anyone else. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, yeah. So that's what you're getting. You're getting yes. something that you can't get anywhere else. And also and again, you, you would expect us because because Cito does sponsor our coffee. Thank you, Cito. Mm. But you would expect us to say nice things. But Indeed, you would also hopefully whatever we are now sixty four episodes in or sixty three, I think. Know that me particularly, I say, a very cynical, grumpy bastard. Indeed. So, um, whereas I am just a bright yeah, gray of, of sunshine, sunshine, Um But it is—it's really, really good coffee. We also do do the the whole proper thing here. We we grind it seconds before we come on air. Um, and it's all it's just beautifully made so go cito1974.com right but having said that Bruce if you are someone who listens to our podcast and are someone who know or knows if someone if you're not you won't know about this exactly yeah. who, who uh, is in the the comestibles Ooh, retail comestibles. do uh, like a good sector, comestible and you send them to us we will probably imbibe of them on the air and say nice things even Ramble if they're on. rather terrible yeah that, so, is, that is something you know, to consider we can be bought in that sense absolutely so easily as well. It really wouldn't take much at all. Right, Bruce. What's a single we, bottle what? of whiskey, for instance, oh, would do it. Or a single bottle of single malt whiskey would be even better. Even better. What have I been watching? I haven't been reading. I exactly. walked in with... Well, I have been reading, but I just haven't finished 
a new, a new book yet. Um, so I walked in without a book and I genuinely felt naked. Felt naked. I, uh, um, I've read uh, the, the things you've already spoken about. So I read uh, Murder on the Orient Express, yes. Agatha Christie. I must say that when you open the first sort of leaf of the book and you see also by Agatha... Yes, seven hundred, and, and they've used like the smallest print ever yeah. in order to fit the hundreds of books. She's, she wasn't lazy. Prolific, yeah. but you can see it is it is formulaic in the sense that it's it's very kind of uh, tight, crisp. This is what happens. What I love so much because in it, it's so theoretically, she is a cliche. You know what I mean? If you say, "Oh, that's a bit like an egg of the Christie story," that that's what people yes, mean. But, but when you read it, the style is so great. It's fantastic. The tone is so great because it's so. And that's, I want to read them all. That's what's so lovely because they they're set you know way back when or whatever. But the yeah. the the attitude is very contemporary. You yeah. know, there's there's that kind of smarmy snottiness. You know, I mean, um, Poirot attitude wise could be Stephen Fry. You know, it's just it's just that sharp up-to-date uh, way of, of interacting with people and it's very very funny it's very very good and what else did you read you, you read the uh, Leonardo da Vinci book I, I um, believe yes uh, I, I really enjoyed that um, I think we spoke about that last time Are you, yeah. but you, have you finished it now is yes, it, is it all over it's done um, excellent oh, turn man. off the sound on your telephone I will excellent um, good man people are demanding things of me that I've already done for them the usual story that's always fun me champion of efficiency and people slack ass um, <laughs> the other thing that I've started reading is uh, that delightful Bernard Cromwell yes um, and Mortals which I have to say is so much more enjoyable having just read a biography of Shakespeare yes. because you can it's, it's you so see how they tie in how great he, these guys are with their research details that are coming they'll say oh him and oh then oh of course this person and that and yes and oh it's very good he uh, Bernard Cromwell does add more detail than than um, Peter Ackroyd in terms of some of the the minutia uh, Cornwell Cornwell sorry yes. not as in Oliver um, yeah no. Uh, in terms of like particular kinds of makeup that we yes, use yes, by yes. the actors, those things. Uh, so less broad strokes than than were demanded by um, Peter Ackroyd in terms of a huge Shakespeare yes. biography. Um, but I'm immensely enjoying it for that uh, reason. Um, I find that I read the blurb uh, or, or the little summary on the back, and and now I, I'm sort of almost halfway through, and I can predict what's going to happen. Unfortunately. Can you well, we'll see what happens. Yeah, exactly. I might be. I might have the, the wool uh, pulled over my eyes. Exactly. There. But I'm immensely enjoying that. So never I, read the blurb. No. So I'm reading that. Um, Judge a book by its cover. Don't read the back. Mm. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> right. So we, I've got a lot of stuff that I've seen have you that read I've watched. Anything? Okay. Yes. Me I'm, too. I'm reading something called Around the World in 80 Days. It's a bicyclist. Passepartout. No. no. <coughs> Not that one. Jules Verne. Um, and it's, There's another one. It's lovely, but I'm going to. I'll, I'll talk about that in depth next Prolific. week when I actually finish it. I'm sort of halfway through. Good. It's really, so it's let's. Really nice. uh, why don't you start off, Bruce? Because I know you've been out on the town. Ah, yeah. Which is quite. Listen, we must actually. We must make an announcement as of this very recording last last eve. Um, our government. While we were asleep. Decide. Well, I was at the theatre. We woke up to the news. Um, I was at the theatre. Um, when it came through, which is an interesting place, because part of the our government has repealed a whole bunch of set of regulations, and they're massively clear about it. Not, um, um, but yeah. apparently it, it's, it's no masks. Covid in, in, restrictions yes. have been dropped, including 
any wearing of masks. So masks ever. in public places and whatever. But for the purposes of this arts-loving show, uh, what it does mean is capacities, capacities are and, allowed yeah, in, yeah. in theatres. So 100% capacity. We've, we've been at this very silly thing. And I'll say why it's silly. I don't, I don't, I'm not against at all any regulation which seeks to protect people. Mm. Don't get me wrong on that. But when you can have a full restaurant and perhaps more pointedly a full political conference packed to the frigging gills with idiots in t-shirts anyway um, and then you can't you can't fill a theater for a show at the same time even when the theater has quadruple ceiling uh, quadruple volume ceilings mm. and you know seven million cubic meters of air in it um sigh anyway so so basically it was at the theater last night yeah. and that regulation came through and uh, so lovely i was at the i was at an opening night last night i'm just i'm so regardless as i say not against protecting people i am completely for the soul and heart happiness of artists so i can just yes. imagine people who opened last night going for the rest of this run we will be the first back with Full capacity. Uh, capacity. Now, again, the the the, <laughs> the actual facts of, of of the matter will also just because you are allowed to pack a place doesn't mean you can. Yeah. Um, so, but <clears throat> the word theatre is lovely, and I think uh, Matt Berry would would make a meal of it because I watched him in the IT crowd where he plays uh, Graham <laughs> Lynam's son who comes after um, his. Uh, death or whatever mr whatever his name was but spoiler but um he's in his office and roy comes to fix his fix his com, fix his computer and he knocks on the door and matt berry goes entrare <laughs> <laughs> if anyone can in the butcher base, a language in, in the basement of a entrare <laughs> the theatre <laughs> yes anyway tell us about your yeah, let's talk about the theater how many have you seen since our last spoke uh you? three oh, fantastic three so tell um, us all. at the Joburg theater Kunene and the King. Where is the Joburg Theatre? People in Johannesburg, you need to know this stuff. It's in Bramfontein. <laughs> it's in Bramfontein on the hill, near yep. the, or across near the road from the Civic Centre, near the Constitution Hill. Make a plan, um, people. Go to the theatre yes. for crying out loud. Please loud. do. Near, uh, James Ngobo, who was the artistic director at the Market Theatre, has now started as the artistic... I think he starts officially 1st of July, but has been announced as artistic director at Joburg Theatre, so that'll be interesting as well. Um, some new uh, new stuff happening there, but so this I've one. I've seen big posters of this. Kunene and the Kunene King. John the King. Carney. So Kunene and the King book written by John Carney, who okay. is one of our more famous. I don't know. See him in recently. I mean, he's been in Thor and. Uh, well, Wakanda he was in in, and... in Black Panther, yeah, famously. Yeah. Um, but but very famous stage yeah. actor, struggle stage actor. Um, yeah, just just a household name. This end, this end of the world and all the things. All of those things, um, and along with Michael Richard, also. Um, Not again, to be confused be- because with Michael of Richards, correct? But because of because of being, let's just say it, because because of being white and, and how that affects your struggle credentials and this and, that and the next thing. Not as famous, right. uh, at least as good. Um, of just one of our wonderful, wonderful actors, um, our uh, Ian McKellen, but much less gay. Okay. For instance, he's that he's that quality. He's that level, um, and just a wonderful, wonderful actor. Um, not gay at all, in fact. Okay. Anyway, just to Much clear that less. up. Just yeah. on the spectrum yeah. of gayness. All right, fine. <laughs> um, uh, so, Canadian and the King. set us straight on this. Ah. Two, it's a two-hander. Now, in the, it's in the big theatre at, at, at Joburg Theatre, which is a thousand seaters, a thousand and sixty-two or something. But uh, big room okay. is the point. The massive stage, huge stage. And two um, tiny people. Made, yeah, so they've built out over the, uh, the orchestra pit to bring it closer to, to the people. Okay. Um, and some clever nice, lighting. nice big 
uh, intimate set but big so it's, okay. it's it's a room but it's just beautiful sidings and doors and things you know etc hmm. etc so it looks great so very cleverly done still though if again if you if you are particularly over the last couple of years with with the low capacities and this and that you're going how are two people gonna gonna fill that room yeah drama wise hmm. you know um these are two big names so it's a maybe getting the crowds isn't that that big of a deal but can they make it translate short answer very much so all right um good so that is a wonderful experiment that's paid off um because also because of budgets because of this because of that because of the next thing that particular theater is where the panto happens it's where the jobic ballet has their base so it's that you, people who go to the theater often have that sort of headspace ar- around it it's a musicals place it's a it's a dance place um and to have a very successful very powerful drama show there in that room i think is a big deal that's yeah. a that's a side <coughs> sideline there so yeah connecting with the king of the story um michael richard is a an el- elderly actor a shakespearean actor tying okay. back into shakespeare now, um, is this the play or is in the in play real life? in the play also in real life um but uh, in the play he's he's contracted to play lear soon okay um in a different city but he's, he's not the jet the king but he's ill um, and so he's, as we performers do, we kind of hide that from prospective employers so that we can still maybe get the gig and do the thing. And not only for the, you know, needing to make some money, but because that's what we do. That's what artists do. Um, so an agency that he pays, stop it, just ignore the dog. An agency that he, he uh, is, is subscribed to, whatever, sends a, sends a nurse ah. to look after him, a male nurse. That's a running joke. Because you have to call the guy sister, um, sister Kunini, um, and he's this strapping gent. Interesting. Um, but he's also an older guy, so he's a he's a. This uh, is John Carney. I he's a, yes, retired um, trauma nurse, huh. but who's now doing this thing with the agency. You know, keep keep his hand in, as it were. Hmm. Uh, it's not something you necessarily want a nurse to do, but yes. Yeah. Um, so, and it's the re, it's the interaction between them. Um, you know, it's uh, an elder black guy, an elder white guy. All of those problematic. You have older people in your family. I have older people in my family. Mm. Um, and speaking as whites here, who are hopefully unwittingly, sometimes not terribly racist. Yeah. Um, and that sort of stuff comes through. And there's this pushback. And there's but again, it's cleverly written because there's lots of completely reasonable stuff from Kunene's side. Um, you know, you can't say this about black people. You can't do this. Blah blah blah. And it's not. It's not heavy as well. It's. It's a little bit. It's a little bit. Um, some of it is a little bit on the nose. Yeah. Kind of. Here's the point. I'm making the point. Did you notice that I made the point? Mm. Um, but it's. But it's again great actors. Um, so. So you do get wonderful interaction. Mm. Now you watch something not similar, but you watch another play with uh, older generation white person and black person. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems to me uh, one training of the, day. Yeah. One of the okay. one of the criticisms of um, the South African experience post apartheid was that sure we had the Truth and Reconciliation mm. Commission um, and and the the big sort of triumph for our country is that we had a uh, a bloodless change of regime yes. you know with with the potential for civil war and all kinds of things happening um, and people were so incredibly relieved that we managed to have this peaceful um, transfer of power um, that now 30 years later um, the the criticism is that we still have a, a lot of latent racism in our country because um, we didn't have enough of these really serious 
conversations, these hashes yes. out between black and white at the time. And, and, and we, we were so relieved that nothing hectic had happened that we kind of just Tread on, trod on eggshells and, 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 or, and or just moved past yeah. but without dealing with yeah. without dealing with it and and I think these sort of things yeah, I was talking to and we'll talk a little bit about this in another show that I watched later but to my wife that these these kind of conversations are, are necessary by necessity they're, they're quite heavy Yes. They're not. They're not nice. They're painful because you're forced to confront things within yourself or within your parents or whatever it is um, that are not nice things that you have to confront now and you've got to deal with them. And it's not easy and it's difficult, but of course it's very, very important. Um, and you know the dangers that we're sort of in in the wake of the the pandemic and all these other things that we've had to deal with. That we're quite fatigued of dealing with serious, yes. life-threatening things. Um, but it's great. I just want to say that uh, we shouldn't be tired of these things. We should expect these things. And, and theatre is a, a great place for this to happen. This is what art does, holding up yes. a mirror to life. This is the folk, you know, the, the work of art, particularly in our country, to even if you don't go home after watching the play with your family and talk about it, those things are sitting in your subconscious. You, yeah. You've had to watch someone talking about these things, thinking about these things, dealing with the nice and the funny and the terrible and the difficult and it's very, very important. And it's wonderful that uh, actors of this caliber are, are able to deal with these things. One million percent agreed on all of that. And again, just as, a, as an aside, as you said, art is what obviously is, a, often, not obviously, often is a catalyst that gets us talking. But I would just, and it's, it's something I like, it's something I'm good at, but that's me and it's a personality type or whatever. But go and have a tough conversation. Yeah. Get some Cito 1974 coffee. Yeah. Or some whiskey, if or both. You, yeah, if you can't do it often, at least do it every now and then. Yeah, if, if necessary, if you're it. shy, start a podcast. <laughs> do it into a microphone. Yeah. No, but whatever the case, just because it really, it's so, <laughs> it just sounds so, you know, it sounds so obvious, but it's it's just so incredibly important to process stuff. Um, and, you know, the, the Truth and Reconciliation Commission comes up in, in this show, as you would expect it to. Mm. Um, and you know it's just uh, you know some of them it's, it's just there's different perspectives on it as you again as you would expect um, but essentially what that was was a formalized let's have some tough talks mm. and then go and grab some lunch it's that it's that kind of thing it's like any any relationship that you value um, and maybe uh, yeah hear this any relationship that you value is worth a tough talk. If you're not willing to have the tough talk, you probably don't value the relationship. Exactly. Make some decisions. You make care some calls, enough move about on. it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's a, that's an aside. So Canary and the King, very very good. Um, and as I say, from a, a bigger perspective point of view, I'm thrilled. A. Um, again, I haven't seen Michael on stage for a while. A that we're getting just our best, our best people on stage, um, for good work. That there is a good response. Um, what, was it well attended? It was um, certainly again. That was still a fifty percent capacity thing, but it was it was full yeah, at fifty. Okay. Um, but yes, please please do go and support. So that's that was at, at Joburg Theatre. I'm not sure because I saw that last week. So I'm not sure about dates, but I'm going to make that your problem. JoburgTheatre.com. Yeah, Google it, people, and go and see what else is on as well. Um, there's some great stuff coming up. Um, right, next one. Live theatre. Where did you go to this time, Bruce? If a tree falls, I saw at the Theatre Linden. Which we've, me- we've we've mentioned about, before. You said it was yes. quite, quite a charming place, which is lovely. Because okay, so what happens? What happened here? It's a, it's a decommissioned church, 
Um, and uh, do they the need someone? Gent- how, who who decommissions the church? Do they oh, you need take, you take back the uh, you <laughs> the use a vacuum cleaner to to <laughs> suck out the holy water. Okay. Um, but a chap called Andre Stoltz, actor and and producer and, and I've and heard the name. I'm stuff. Sure recognize it. Um, he had the vision here, um, and he's he sort of started a lease there and and started hosting various things, but with very little. So uh, Split Beam, I'll happily mention because they sponsor a crap load of of art stuff with uh, with tech, with lighting, sound, that kind of stuff. So mm. Split Beam, go and check them out, please. So they gave a few lights or lent a few lights, whatever it was, um, and had some, he had a, a Peter, Peter Terry we had on the show. Yes. Uh, he had Peter's show there um, and has had music and Louis McClungers played there and a bunch of, you know, so it basically has just gone, here's a great space, let's fill it with art. Excellent. Brilliant. Excellent. Then uh, okay. uh, Malcolm Perky, uh, who was the artistic director at, at the um, Market Theatre for many years, He's a director producer. He heard about this. Ah, I'm on board. I think that's how he talks. Who knows? Um, but uh, so so he's he's got on board. Uh, Janice Honeyman, who is just directing yes. the whole world at the moment. Yeah. Um, she got on board. So again, big 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 names, and they've they've just it's very very exciting because basically it's a, it's an independent theatre with big names who know how to get in London. I take it in London, which is uh, sort of northern side <laughs> in Randburg between yeah. yeah between Randburg and Northcliffe. Um, so again, lovely place. This one, they've. This is the first one I've been a few times now for various things. This is the first one where they've put up a, a proper rig, if you like. Okay. So extra lights. They've um, they've hung the blacks, which is, doesn't mean what it used to in sure. the south. Um, Strange fruit. Yeah, yeah. So no. So just all the the lighting. You know the wind. The beautiful big uh, stained windows, but yes. those stained glass windows. But now those are, are covered properly, yeah. so there's no lighting issues. A good lighting rig. Um, and for this one, a very, very clever, I don't know how to describe it, um, almost like sort of blinds hanging, vertical blinds, mm-hmm. um, but reflective, so you can, they put a, they put projections on. Oh, okay. So Janice Honeyman, also a painter, because why can she only do 18 things brilliantly? Um, so they use a lot of her artworks as backgrounds, very Lovely. brightly colored, huh. um, and it, but also to reflect mood. So if it's very brightly colored, it's happy, and if it's, if it's restrained, it's sad, etc. Mm-hmm. Et but what's so clever here, because... Because it's a church, it's not built with wings. It's not, you know, it doesn't have side stage. Can't fly. It's a, it doesn't have a side stage, etc., etc. So you've got the screen now, and you've got a sort of uneven platform with levels and stuff, so that you know it gives the, the play sort of levels. Um, but then cast depth. of eight play has such depth. And when they're in the middle of that platform, because of this clever mm. backing, they can just walk out straight backwards ah. and then not be seen. So they're off stage as they would be if they oh, went into very the wings, clever. Um, and or appear from nowhere. Because again, most of the people, it's a mom and daughter. The roles of a mom and daughter are the only okay. set roles. Everybody else plays multiple roles. Okay. Um, so I'm interested now in the philosophical yes. bent of this play. If a tree falls so in a the tree forest falls, and no based, one is there to hear it, will it so make a sound? Written uh, Penny, and I'm going to forget the name Penny. Penny, yeah. Penny Pinchers. Uh, if you go to brucedennell.co.za and read my review there. That's um, participating. Exhaustively researched is our um, podcast. Well, it is there. It's just not here. Yes. Right. Um, but uh, Jack, Rosie, partial faces. Actual faces. Um, but they're uh, anyway. So it's it's written by a mother who lost her daughter okay. uh, to uh, an incident involving a falling branch from a tree. So um, in the states, the summer camp. Yes. You know, kids go out and it's it's a far away in the country venue somewhere. So um, it's which in wasn't America, yes, it? which wasn't properly run. Okay. So um, wasn't properly culpable, admin, culpable, 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 etc. So yes. So she sued, a, and now a, she's living the high A tree life. falling, no, a tree right. falling, or a branch falling can happen to anybody, but things should have been checked. Da, 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 da. Anyway, so very, very happy, bubbly, um, 
kid uh, and very a single mom, very loving, and you know they're both kind of hippies and blah, blah, blah. it's it's interesting because to some degree the way the play is written and the style makes them makes those two characters a little bit too forceful in some ways. Okay. So you um, turn to somebody afterwards, and her name's no pectoral, but uh, you know we we kind of agreed that in some ways they're a little bit difficult to like. Um, that said, we're parents, you and I, and you you just know how utterly devastated you would be yeah. if 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 you lost a child. Um, and so most most of I won't give any more away, but most most of the rest of the play is, is just is the mom dealing with grief. Okay. It, through various imagined scenarios or real scenarios, uh, the the daughter is is present in the scenarios in memory form, etc., etc., etc. So, um, wonderful cast, some some great, um, very well known actors in it, um, and yeah, kind of conceptual, um, and and the main theme is grief. So you like, yay, <laughs> okay. You don't, you know, it's it's um, very well worth seeing. I think it it was a very short run, but I'm sure it will run again. So I think it's actually done now. All right. But it, um, please do look, look out, out for, for Theatre yeah. Linden. Um, and, and see what's happening next because this was again they're figuring it out they're going we needed a where in Linden is it because Linden is, is great with it's got the sort of main drag there with lots of little uh, restaurants and where did you used to live is it 5th the main one oh, yes 5th that sixth, goes yeah, through to, fifth, yeah, yeah. To, to then becomes Milner then yeah, becomes yeah. something else so Linden is fantastic for you know go go and grab a bite mm. to eat before or something afterwards as well so I yes where, where this is if you don't know Linden Night so life. it's on 5th on and then if you turn down okay it's one of those streets and streets and avenues things so it's on 5th street I think and then you turn down 4th avenue mm. And a couple of blocks down, literally, are eight restaurants yeah, or something. Yeah, sort of a strip of So again, if you if you plan life. plan your, I mean, and I went to see the opening it was three o'clock in the afternoon, so it would be wonderful. Go and watch, and then wander down. Yeah. Have a sundowner or a cocktail at one venue, and then go to a restaurant for a nice uh, very evening. Nice but uh, yeah, Linden, it's fat zebra. very very nice, very very nice, very nice. Good. Do you want um, to mention your last yes, foray and then the last last eve where I was, where in the last hopefully ever. 50% capacity thing. Uh, locked upside down and inside out. So yes. this is a, a it's a, I was I was told it's it's not it's not quite a sequel. It's 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 a kind of semi. So I pointed out that you could always have fun with it. Bit of fun with a semi. Um, and they agreed. But um, so yes, locked upside down was a, a piece that came out kind of a review with the UE that sort of review um, that came out a while ago um, the idea being oh, locked down less than a year but close to a year okay. yes so so basically two and the actresses are also you know the, the actresses are the characters essentially so two best friends moms dealing with lockdown mm. in their separate ways you know on on zoom talking to each other on the phone talking to each other singing singing no but all the, you know but also all the, all the frustrations and this and that and the next thing um <coughs> And then yes, beautiful singing. Uh, the third cast member is, is a pianist, also sings, but essentially an accompanist who who does some stuff as well. Um, so uh, yes, so very funny, very light, good, which is good because it just it, it just makes you not feel heavy, mm. which something light would do. Um, not as yeah as as was said, not not really. Uh, a sequel in a sense of like oh, we saw the last one and then they've changed everything because they haven't um, and which is good in some ways a lot of the the most powerful moments have stayed there's one moment where uh, one of the one of the actresses uh, Sharon Spiegel Wagner she does a thing to to video 
for her husband. Hmm. It's, you know, if you're seeing if you're seeing this, I'm dead. Oh yes, 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 um, yes, yes. And he has, but then which which is such a movie kind of cliche. But then it's just it's this kind of really normal thing. So here's the number for the orthodontist. Yeah. Here's the number for the this the stuff the stuff that some partners just my browser history. Some some stuff that partners won't know. Quite banal in some ways. Yeah. But just beautifully, beautifully delivered, um, and and very moving in that sense of just kind of, yeah, yeah. this 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 is what happened, and this is what might happen. So we don't know, mm. you know. Um, so very moving in that sense. There's also another a moment where you know they get a call, each one gets a call, and somebody on the other end has lost somebody to COVID, mm. um, and they sing um, "You Matter to Me," the Sarah Bareilles song, beautifully, um, and that kind of stuff. So so yes, light and fluffy, and then these moments of very moving. Pathos, pathos-ridden moments, um, and well worth seeing. And again, if you if you saw the first one, there, there are enough new numbers. There's a new pianist, uh, Elizabeth Lemmer, who's very very cool. Um, and so if you've seen if you saw the first one, there's enough difference to to sort of hold your attention and, and make it funny again, uh, and, and enjoyable again. And yeah. if you didn't, it's it's great. Please go and see that. It's at the Theatre on the Square, which is in Santon. So actually, in Santon Square, if you haven't yes. been there before, um, again and literally. A, I don't know what ten restaurants within oh, yeah, yeah. eighty distance. meters, yeah. um, and and uh, Daphne Kun at the at Theatre on the Square. Go and check the website theatreonthesquare.co.za because there are often deals where if you have a meal and a and a ticket, you a get meal a special deal. a meal deal. Um, but again, fantastic night out. Particularly now, people, if if uh, you know if you don't need masks and you can get out again, mm. blah 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 blah. Go and treat yourself. Go and get some and, culture. But more to the point, go and support people who have really struggled yeah. through no fault of their own, um, who have kept going, who have been brave. And just, yeah, just here on the end of that, kudos to Daphne, kudos to uh, to Andre, kudos to, to everybody at the Jovic Theatre. Kudos, 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 kudos. Thank you for keeping going. Um, yeah, it just it means the world to us and uh, so proud of you. Get Go and support them now, damn it. Yes, there we good go. job. I got caught in an early morning stare there while you were saying that. An early morning kudos. stare? The kudos sent me into a trance. Were a you, kudos trance. Were, was it like, was, was it a, uh, uh, a soap opera stare? It was a thousand yards. Very there. nice. Very um, nice. Yes, fantastic. Um, get, Go, go and treat yourself get to the culture. to the theater indeed uh, so I will uh, weigh in a little bit now with some things that I've been watching upon mm. the television. Do that. Uh, I was immensely uh, overjoyed to see that the new season of Somebody Feed Phil had arrived. Unfortunately, there was only five episodes. But um, more of the same, travels around the land, um, uh, sort of found their formula now. So he'll visit in a particular location Mm -hmm. four or five uh, cuisine places. And then uh, at the end of the show, he'll go to some restaurant and and all the people that he's met will, will... join around the table and have a final dinner um it sounds he mentioned sad. he mentioned something because he's he's famous as the co-creator of everybody loves raymond so yes. he mentioned um a movie that he made called exporting raymond where where <laughs> russia bought the rights to to make their own version of uh, somebody, yeah, uh, somebody everyone loves everyone raymond he, he goes over there to sort of help set it up so i down, downloaded that and my wife and i watched that uh which was was quite interesting as well, but I will just say a uh, full uh, Rosenthal, and and I, I think I mentioned this before, and now watching this exporting Raymond and seeing him struggle with some of the 
machinations of uh, showbiz and network executives. You know, one thing he says is network executives are the same all over the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I love somebody feed Phil because Phil himself is without any cynicism. He has no guile. Like the the theme song. And I saw that the band who wrote the theme song, whose name I forgot, played Red Rocks the other day and full came on stage for that. Okay. Uh, but the first line is, a hungry, or happy, hungry man travels all across the sea and the land. And, and it is, he's a happy, hungry man. He's just so unsullied by the yeah. terrible things in life. It's, look, I mean, here's a, 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 a cynical take, but he, he, I mean, he looks like he's got complete ADHD and like possibly even autism in the best possible you know just kind of i'm not yeah I, i'm I'm incapable of, of getting sad about how terrible people are almost. and he's so interested you know he'll, he'll walk into a restaurant and everyone has prepared they know it by no, now but i haven't like i haven't seen this latest batch but you know in the in the in the seasons that i've seen sometimes to an awkward level so again he's yeah. so because you and i and everybody else expects people expect people to be to be cynical so he comes in and he's just this, and also he's an older man, and sometimes he'll say something completely guileless, yeah, completely sincere to a younger woman, for instance, and you're going, ah, that could be tricky in certain, yeah, in in certain situations, but but it never is, and it's it's yeah, it's actually so, it's yeah. quite it's quite an eye opener in that sense for me. I, sometimes I, I find myself going. <laughs> And then watching the rest and going, why can't actually we all just, yeah. why can't we all just get along? I will say this, um, the show has been so successful now that you, this is the first season, now it's season five, where I can actually see he arrives at a restaurant and they pull out all the stops because yes. they know. But even there, you'll get, he comes to the famous restaurant and it's the chef with the four Michelin stars, whatever, and then someone from the kitchen just leans over a plate, some young yeah, yeah, yeah. server... You know, who's not even acknowledged by anyone, and Phil will go, and what's your name? Yes, and immediately, oh, and and what do you do here? How long have you been Which working makes here? Such a massive difference. It's if like you, if you needed reminding. He is week. so, and it doesn't always pay off. I found the one when he went to Cape Town. I don't know what it is. I don't know if I'm just biased against South Africans and our our. I don't know. Anyway, let me. What What are you saying? What are you saying now? Say it, the, it didn't work with the South Africans. They, no, but I, I think know. he goes all over the world, and people will enter in a conversation with him and be amazing. And South Africans no, but, just can't. No, but I remember that. Well, I remember part of it. And <clears throat> there was a young lady, <clears throat> sorry, who felt I think felt a bit guilty that she he was inviting her to sit down. In that she had, you know, she was on shift and she needed to be busy. No, I found it was her small quite place. sweet. No, but it, it was interesting because he went back. Yeah, he yeah. said he would go back, and then he went back, oh. and and you could see her going again. There's nothing untoward here mm. it's a person being nice and I have to let down my guard yeah um, maybe we're guarded in this country anyway uh, it, it is more of the same it's lovely it's it's lovely like my parents were here and we wanted something to watch on TV and I was just like let's watch this and everyone loved it yes. and you laugh and he's oh he's how a, we laughed it's not a particularly slapstick show but it's mm. just charming and, and wholesome it is and lovely um, I finished the um, volume one of Stranger Things season four Very volume nice, two is nice. starting yes. out on the first of July we've been told that there will be um, deaths that we will have to contend with um, apparently the Duffer brothers call this season their Game of Thrones season oh, and certainly in terms of um, scope of visual effects and I think in the deaths that are coming 
Um, Ooh, it's like very, very, what? it's very good. Um, interestingly, as a side note, everyone will know about this, but there was a song by Kate Bush, Running Up a Hill or something. Yes, um, that was featured. Feature, yeah, and apparently I saw a thing now. Kate Bush to make $1.3 million off the re- resurgence of her song. Which is quite fun. Um, that's that's quite interesting. Anyway, so there was a lovely, sorry, just on that, yeah. I saw a uh, uh, share tweeted Kate. Oh, she said, "Ah, well done, Katie." Da, 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 da. Remember, remember when it was difficult for a woman to make a way or something, uh, something. I was like, nice. "Yes, go get, go get it." Such, such. Just it was just again, it was done very tongue in cheek, and you could also you could hear sort of Cher's voice saying it. I, I saw a, a, a photo of Stephen Wilson. I don't know if you know who Stephen Wilson is. He's a no, kind no, of no. almost a prog rock instrumental. Okay. Um, well, not all instrumental, but very kind of left field guitar um, music guy. And, and he's wearing a Kate Bush shirt and he's taking it off and he says, uh, well done, Kate. It's the first time that I've been able to, in public, wear a T-shirt of someone who's actually number one. Yeah. So he obviously wears, <laughs> wears T-shirts yeah, of yeah. bands that are very yeah, obscure. And, and, yeah, and yeah. Kate Bush until now, yeah. who's suddenly number one. So, yeah, quite nice. So Strange Things is very, very impressive. Um, I've enjoyed this season more than I think the season three, which I felt a bit funny about. Um there's a reason it's great. As I said last time, I think it's it's the best of uh, Steven Spielberg and Stephen King. It, it's mm, gone mm. quite quite heavy on the horror this time round, but it's just and, and because of its success, of course, this is the the other thing is when you get massively successful, there's so much money thrown at you, and mm. and sometimes you'll have a show that's massively successful that's not particularly substantive, and then it looks amazing, but that's all. This one has got great story an and characterization. Oh yeah, I haven't seen well the latest one. Sort of the girding, amazing I'm girding my loins first because mm. it, I didn't like the last season. Yeah, but uh, so an interesting thing. One of the Instagram uh, accounts I follow is a Broadway fan. Yeah, I can't remember the exact name, but um, they went and researched, and I think all of the kids. All of them have previous uh, have or had had or have um, stage careers in in major. Um, oh really? Major Broadway productions, you know. So yeah, big musicals and all of this and that. You know, this, that's that's where they started, which is which is just an aside. But I thought very interesting from a, a skills point of view, from a craft point of view. Hmm. I mean, even the terrible, you know, mullet, uh, moustache, lifeguard guy. Yes, you know. Oh, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. Australian dude. Yeah, and and yeah, um, so very, very yeah, excellent. Uh, and then I'll say one more thing um, that I I mentioned my wife and I had started watching, and I think it speaks to what we were talking about earlier um, about heavy things. The morning show, mm-hmm. um, big produced by both um, Reese Witherspoon and Steve. And Rachel from uh, Friends, what's her name? Jennifer. Jennifer Ann Aniston. Is Tom. Is Steve Carell in it? And Steve Carell okay. is in yes. it. Um, so big uh, cast names. Um, it's a news morning news show, and the the, subst- the subtext is the me hashtag Me Too. Yes. So it starts with the the, the anchor Steve Carell. Uh, accusations come out of mm. his uh, sexual improprieties. And then it's it's all of the background of of the show. Who was complicit in this? How far up did it go? The people at the top who may or may not be aware yeah. of their complicitness are now desperately trying to cover their butts because if it turns out that they allowed this, so it's it's very very heavy in that mm. sense. Very again very necessary in terms of gender equality and 100%. all that kind of stuff. And and certainly the this this finale of season one. 
is is great it's like telling the world as as you want it to be so there's this massive uh, comeuppance for mm. all the men who have uh, and I was talking to my wife about this wife about this and I'm saying I said to her it's 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 always very complicated uh, Steve Carell's character I said to her you need to understand because we also say this now in this mm. whole woke culture and cancel culture that it was a different time almost as if that's an excuse and I'm not yeah. saying that it's an excuse but you have to realize that there was behavior that was very naturalized very unquestionized yeah. unquestioned and if you grew up in that mm. And but this you is, had I mean, no this ties back to the Kunini and the King thing now again. Yeah. Just because it was okay to be a racist doesn't mean it's okay to exactly, be a racist. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> but I said to my wife this, you can judge Steve Carell, who grew up in this society where it was permissive and naturalized and encouraged... Steve Carell's character, yeah, can we say. Steve Carell's character. Encouraged for a man to be like that. If you wanted to be you know, yeah. one of the boys, you had to have your conquests and joke. So I said, you can judge him for that to a point. Okay, because it's it's unacceptable. Mm. But I said the real judgment that you need to judge him for is when he is confronted yes. with the truth yes, of yeah. that behavior. And, and then, then you say, does he take his blame? Does he realize what he's done? and Or does he try to justify and whatever? Mm. And, and, and. So I said, and, and, and the same goes for many, many things. But anyway, uh, I, my wife kind of thinks that I don't like the show in a sense that she I sort slapped of... slapped you? No. Walk to it. That I sigh because it makes me sad. Yeah. Um, and, and that's fine. It's necessary. Mm-hmm. And, but I said the difference between um, the newsroom with Jeff Daniels, oh, which was um, West Wing guy, show. what's his name? Uh, Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. The difference between that show, because also said in a newsroom, mm-hmm. also deals with how they deal with the news and all of that, and which is fascinating. But I said the dis- difference in this show, the morning show, is that they are no likable characters. Mm. Everyone is a piece of turd. <laughs> they are terrible people. Even even the you know the women mm. who've had to deal with this uh, and are, and, yes, are and greedy there's and, and yeah overly and, ambitious and, and, and yeah and their 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 position like Jane of Anis's character's position is being threatened now. Yeah. And she needs to protect herself because mm. she's getting older now. Is she gonna be kicked out for the young new anchor? And she makes all these deals, backstabs people yeah, to, yeah. but eventually has a redemption that you're seeing. I just so, you know, to no to your point of, of context with the in, in you were talking about with the man and the this, but just it's always again we're saying have have tough conversations earlier we said that but also just you know where great tv is very good at it is just unpacking the context that you don't have to like the person yeah that the person can be what was the one with uh with russell crowe as the head of fox oh um, uh, yeah i don't think but I saw so, that similar anyway similar kind of feel to this and uh, just one degree from satan this guy yeah, yeah. just a terrible terrible human being Unless you're his boss, yeah. in which case he is a, a genius, and he's utterly sublime at his job, mm. which is awful. Yeah, you know, etc. etc. But it's just it's it's just a much more interesting way to look at life. And again, how do you know that? Because the show that you're watching, that you're enamored of, um, take Stranger Things and the Upside Down and the this and the that. You know, if there's other stuff happening in the world, it's more interesting. If it wasn't, they wouldn't have put it into a show. They wouldn't have imagined it. You know, they would have just gone, here's a, uh, you know, here's a documentary about some kids riding their bikes. Yeah. So, so I will say, you know, in the newsroom, you've got all this incredible uh, triumph of the human spirit mm, mm. of people 
taking you know making these decisions that are that are incredibly human about the news in this show it's all about power struggle it's all about how do i save the only character who's not like there's two characters who are not reese with the spoons character is really not like that she's all about finding the truth standing up for the truth Mm. make you know saying the things that no one likes to be heard but even her character she's probably for me the 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 most redeeming character in that sense and she's only because she doesn't have any power yeah she's suddenly been given well this is i was going to say because because one of the tricky things here you're going about the again back to the steve steve's character example there one of the things that's so tough it's you know um so again here a decent person blah 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 but if she you to be asked to give up to give up your career and just walk away because it's the right thing to do it's very very difficult yes of course it's the right thing to do you can see that and if you leave you have no salary well she she's prepared to do that reese witherspoon's character Mm. eventually but for me just the the heaviness of the show is compounded that i said to my wife the show is about me too but all of the action is centered around something that's behind those Mm, mm, ideas which is power yeah in this sense uh, gender power yeah but but I think um, it points to something that makes me very sad about humanity and that the idea of power in humans is so historically tied into such evil. Yeah. It's such oh, a no, terrible, it makes, it makes terrible, me terrible thing. Very, so very I, ill. Yeah, I'm very... Uh, a brilliantly written show. Ill. I think it's very worthwhile uh, watching. I think <coughs> it's, again, dealing with something very important that has to be dealt with. It's not particularly comfortable. It's really, really, really mm, well done. Mm. But it did, it did make me heavy and sad. Yeah. And I watched it enough. I'm interested to see. It's I think good. there's another season But again, season then you can go back to, to Phil <coughs> and be happy yeah, again. Exactly. Yeah. So the morning show, That's uh, th- those are the... the, the things that i've uh, watched on the television television can let, let me jump in there with some what's what's your take on the on the, the the phrase or the concept guilty pleasure in terms of tv watching what what's your take on on that as a as a thing uh for me it it ties it or, or uh being so in in, in the uh times that we live in where there's this glut of media and mm. we're so overwhelmed whelmed with all of these things and FOMO and this and I have to watch this and I haven't seen this and mm-hmm. everyone's saying this is great and I've got a list it's like yeah. to read no, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think that the guilty pleasure I don't know there's almost e- no time for it there's no time for that or you're going to just ignore all of that so so i've now got a guilty pleasure at the moment that i've been watching which a friend said you should watch and i thought let me watch it and and it's short little sort of 25 minute episodes i think there are 12 seasons of this wow it's called trailer park boys it's (laughs) set in canada apparently it's a huge hit in character the first season reminded me of reno 911 it looks like two friends got a got a little handy cam and decided to make a show about deadbeats living in a trailer park in canada uneducated smoking weed drinking drinks and and just Being, living their lives yeah. and it's 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 got these incredibly endearing characters there's three sort of main characters in the show um and the more you watch it the more you get involved in their lives and uh the one character who's probably the most deadbeat of them all uh, has only got like a grade nine education he's incredibly funny because he said things like he says the most incredible lines like well you know i'm not a pessimist i'm an optometrist but what i really think about these things it's like 
you mean an optimist? He just keeps on saying <laughs> these these words that he sort of messes up on, on purpose. But um, but it it the characters are so incredibly well done. Done, yeah. And, and I think the show made it to like six seasons, and then the three main characters actually bought the rights to the show, and they've carried on through Netflix, and they um, so it sort of develops like that. It's very kind of budget and and all a little bit. Uh, threadbare in the beginning and, and, and doesn't get much better as it goes which I think is brilliant Yeah. so that's a guilty pleasure for me it's very mindless um, it's very almost it's 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 kind of frat boy humour but from a Canadian point of view which is much better than <laughs> so than, they say sorry after yeah, than, the, than the Seth Rogen what's his name Who's um, the guy? Yes. Is it Seth Rogen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that sort of stoner um, American okay. thing which I can enjoy up to a point this is is seems to be a different take on that kind of humor so so i don't know i think i've watched that um in the face of all my fomo for missing out on the things i should be watching and maybe that's my been my sort of uh, pressure release valve so yeah i think there's probably still room yes. for guilty pleasures i mean I'm, I'm kind of the same with it as you and, and you mentioned my 220 book to read pile but um five foot eight yeah, keeping you awake three, at night three books deep with its gravity but, exactly its center but, of gravity so I find sometimes particularly when you're watching series um, and again depending on the series you, what are you watching this this uh, show about uh, Me Too and what, sometimes you just need you kind of need a palate cleanser mm. and uh, some for ginger. better or worse uh, I find the palate cleansers I generally go for are these daft action movies oh yes okay um, like uh, so so I'll, I'll go through two here so one is called SAS Rise of the Black Swan Rise of the Black Swan um, which is pretty much what it sounds like so a train gets hijacked of course it does guy with muscles needs to sort it out um, okay and I'm, I'm just I, I, yeah I enjoyed it I, again I, that's why that's I think where the guilty pleasure stuff comes in I think I enjoyed it more than I'm, I'm happy having enjoyed it intellectually which is completely unfair to the people involved because it's just you know it's it's it doesn't promise to be anything it's not there's apparently a, a, sh- a movie in the moment uh, that is made huge it was a huge number one netflix movie but mm-hmm. apparently it's terrible it's called the interceptor okay and it's an action I've heard movie, of, yeah and so, they say it's completely brainless it shouldn't have even made a blip but it's been a, but uh, that you see again they they know that stuff so here again i'm i'm just a kind of a uh, production values guy in this mm. area so I'm kind of if it looks good and it's decent you know it's, okay. it's not going to be realistic of course yeah. it's not going to be so don't don't think about that but um, so you're on the Netflix SAS Rise of the Black Swan and it's you know there's a terrorist who's, who's wanting to take over stuff and it's just it's slick and it's it's you know I think there's I think it's part of a, 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 a run of these things I see okay. there's another one here called SAS Red Notice and there'll be SAS Black something Swan, else Red Notice but essentially yeah so SAS the special forces in, in the UK so Grey Marmoset exactly the guy the guy is trained up the wazoo he'll find you and not die and get punched and hmm. stand up again um, but yeah so it's also underground train and, and a, Interesting. Know, hijack and such and such so again you know where we would we'll refer to something like Die Hard as a, as a bloodless classic mm. you know bloodless in the never dying sense um, but it's not very different Die Hard is such a great title <laughs> I haven't thought of that for so long because we take it as red but yeah. how are you going to die I'm going to die hard but again we, if you look if you watch that with any kind of common sense it's yeah, a ridiculous yeah. no, ridiculous movie um, so this is kind of it's kind of the same guys just deal with it it's just it has, doesn't have Alan Rickman in it sadly may okay. he rest in peace yeah. um, but so SAS Rise of the Black Swan very good 
intellectual palate cleanser, mm. solid ac- uh, action movie, not big and punted up the wazoo. Unlike the other one, which I saw on the show, Max, uh, let me just get the stupid name right. Fast and Furious 9, oh The Fast goodness. Saga. All right, so the, yes, you know. Faster I mean, and Furious. Yeah, so you know, you know who's in, uh, you know. Oh, Vin, my goodness. Vin 93 Octane is involved and yeah. uh, all of that and blah, blah, blah. And there's, there's drama. Paul Walker's there's, hologram. All there's, always, there's always drama in, in, in yes. the posse. Yes, of course. Um, and massive. stuff. And there's, and there's always fast cars. Now, what I, what I always have genuinely appreciated about the, the Fast and Furious movies is the, the utter complete ridiculousness of their set pieces yeah the disregard for reality so, in any but but also the money spent and the again you know so often you can have a mega mega budget thing and then there's a big action scene with a lot of explosions and you're like that doesn't look real in the slightest i want the truck to drive off the cliff land on the helicopter whereas in, in, a, in a fast and furious it will be so incredibly stupid yeah but it will look look incredible yeah, yeah, so this one I, a lot of the because there's again there's there will be some stupid bloody plant, palm planta- plantation and a cliff at the end. It's yeah. it's essentially Indiana Jones nineteen mm. um, with a bald guy instead of a guy with a hat and faster cars instead of. Uh, no no I yeah. take no no. You take Indiana Umbridge. Jones is ama- is great. You can't Crystal Skull. No, it's not. Okay, fair the enough. end. But the point being, it's that you you mentioned you went back earlier with Stranger <coughs> Things. You said it's it's a uh, I nearly said Springsteen, Spielberg, um, Spielberg, and, uh, oh, Spielberg and Springsteen should make anyway. Right. Um, but it's Spielstein. that that Spielberg formula. Mm. It's you know so it's snappy one-liners, sarcasm, yeah, big stupid action, crazy villains. Yeah, it's it's exactly the same, um, and. There, I mean, again, so, so a lot of it I watched in that sort of headspace, and I thought this is this, this that's exactly what I thought. I thought this is like an Indiana Jones sequel. Mm. And, I, and drive, blah, blah, and that happened. Ooh, ooh, ah, that was unexpected. And then some of it I just spent laughing. Because it's I just ridiculous. Thought, this is so stupid. Beyond the pale. Wow. You know, because again, they'll, they'll roll this whole thing and it'll blow up and this and that. And, blah, 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 blah. and then not only is the guy still inside, not only will he stand up, but he'll be fine. Yeah. They'll just be. You know, I don't know because and because you stubbed it, your toe yesterday. As it was, you know, as it was rolling days. at forty-eight revolutions oh, a second, he was he was balancing. Yeah, which they show. You know, um, and and so it's just again, it is brainless, um, okay. but it is big. And sometimes again, you just you just go. We're so we're not conservative, but we're we are sort of constrained. Mm. You know, in in any situation, in real life, like after this, you know, we need to press stop just now, and you know, get, get prepped prep for a guitar lesson I'm yeah, going to go to this, this and go to a meeting whatever whatever you know and it's just we don't get a chance to just go if we just let go mm. where would that end up and this <laughs> imagination wise and special effects wise it's it all ends up in this form so um, again it's it's uh, you're not going to be edified in any way no. uh, by this movie um, but it is it's, it is a lot of fun Nice. So so two yeah so both of those SAS Rise of the Black Swan on Netflix and Fast and Furious Nine the Fast Saga um, when are they going to stop these I don't know never but um, when the money runs when out. the money runs out uh, but they're running out of things to no I think they'll no no tech tech I mean oh. like they've used a submarine and yeah, they've used like a stealth cool. plane and they've used a whatever um, so anyway but uh, they'll 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 invent something maybe they should bring bring them together maybe you know SAS Rise of the Fast and Furious 12, Faster and SASA. Speaking of movies, I am very much looking forward to, and I have heard good things about the new Baz Luhrmann. Ooh, the Elvis Elvis movie. Oh, I can't wait. Speaking of music, can I end with something? Please do. 
Um, I remember coming across a, and I sent this to you the other day, Bruce, um, an album called Strong Hand yes. of Love. I haven't had a chance The yet. music of Mark Hurd. Mm. And it was all these um, kind of contemporary Christian artists who were doing covers of this gentleman's song. Mm-hmm. Songs. And I listened to it because there were a few of the artists that I thought were very good. And I was like, oh my goodness, this is a songwriter of incredible brilliance. Yeah. And I, I sort of read some of the story, a guy called Mark Hurd, um, singer, songwriter, producer. Uh, he produced, as quite a famous person, he co-produced with Peter Buck from REM. Yes, so yeah, he yeah, had some stuff well, in the industry. If you like a Peter uh, Buck, yes. And known for being a very sort of poetic lyricist, but also someone who's, who's managed to write very honestly in terms of the human condition. And he suffered a heart attack on stage, quite young, um, finished his set, went to the hospital, and then sort of a week later had another heart attack and died. And I know that the the that album, this do Strong Hand of Love, with all these artists covering his music, was there to, portions of that were going to his look after his family because he was okay. an artist and didn't have any benefits mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then, so subsequently now, I rediscovered that there's a new album called, well, new-ish, probably 2019 or something, um, or 2009 even, uh, called Orphans of God, which is another one of his titles um, with with the original uh, Strong Hand of Love album and like another album's worth of covers. But I must just say, Mark Heard, when I came across him, he was kind of an unsung guy. Cause of a, I almost uh, compare him to someone like a, a Warren Zevon. Yes, where, where, okay. Like Springsteen is a massive fan, but you didn't necessarily yes. know who Warren Zevon was. There's maybe one song that you'd heard, Werewolves of London or whatever it yes. was. But then you discovered, oh, Warren Zevon is actually this incredible songwriter that all these amazing artists cite as a very respected influence and songwriter. Mark Hurd, I kind of put in that character uh, category. If you've never heard of him, just go and look for... Um, I, I recommend these cover albums. Okay. Uh, his original stuff is a little bit more dated, perhaps, but the, this, these covers give you such a good take on his music. Man alive. Lyrics and songs. He was just brilliant. I think one of the, the most brilliant songwriters that I can think of. So really an, a, a brilliant... You know, if you ever find yourself going, I wish I had those artists that I love that no one else knew about that I could feel special about. Mm. Well, here's someone that I recommend you oh, go brilliant. and yeah. look out for. Mark Hurd, find his stuff, listen to his original stuff, listen to these cover albums, Orphans of God and Strong Hand of Love. Just the most incredible music, the most incredible songs, the most incredible lyrics as well. Very, very, very good. Fantastic. Oh, so good. So I, yeah, punt there for Mark Hurd. Very, very nice. Uh, very nice and uh, that's about it from me there we go I don't know if you have anything to add uh, I think time wise let me keep it on the, on the download right. for next week but um, right. yes and then we can talk about lust and greed and Indeed. other things yes. well as we do as we do yes. right thank you people for listening nice. again to our podcast find us in all the usual streaming suspects and uh, um, and yes please leave again, us a review and, and uh, please sorry just because of the this change in, in regulation um, get back into a theatre habit please yeah. uh, and, and live music oh just a save the date 7th of August Bar Peter that's B-A P-I-T-A, Bar Peter in Norwood. I'll be playing a set in the afternoon. There you go. Uh, Bruce so will be live 7th on 7th of August. That's a Sunday afternoon. See you there. Nice. All right, people. See you next time. Okay, bye. Bye.